0: Hi, welcome to the Happy Project Podcast. My name is Becky, sitting across the table from me is Cedric Skyseti, and he is um, pretending like he's the one talking, lip-syncing my words. Oh, you
1: can't tell people that.
0: Because my intro is so predictable at this point. Yeah. I need to switch it up a little bit, don't I?
1: Do you want me to do the intro? At yeah, point? can
0: you throw in something fun? Uh, How would you do it?
1: What's going on, everyone? This is the Happy Project Podcast. (laughs) Welcome back. If this is your first time tuning in, we welcome you. If you're back again, welcome back. My name is Cedric Skysetti, and sitting across from me is the lovely Becky White.
0: Oh, you put me to shame.
1: (laughs) I mean, that's just, you know, I'm sort of used to doing that for like videos. Well,
0: I 100% heard, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. This is Sky City YouTube channel or (laughs) something like that. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's how I started. So I could like start on a high note and I just got to maintain that level of energy.
0: I'm a half Korean, half black man living in Seoul, (laughs) South Korea. You always have to emphasize that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't do that anymore, actually. No, you 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 don't. don't. Yeah, of course. I just sort of go into it now. But anyways <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're waiting for me to drink my water. Yeah. Yeah. Well oh, on this gray, gray Monday, which we are recording on, but this is coming out of course later. Um we have a really cool topic for you guys. But uh, before we bring up that topic, cooks, yeah. Do you like art?
1: Of course. I am a student of art. A
0: student of art? Yeah.
1: I mean, there are so many different art forms. Uh, I am a student of visual forms, really, and also auditory forms. <laughs> How Musical many forms. forms are there? Uh, <laughs> you
0: just keep listing and listing. Yeah. Um, I
1: mean, so I, you know, I, I am more so into, at least these days, into photography as an art form. I like different expressions of photography, and also, and also, of course, films, uh, filmmaking, cinematography, uh, and even more recently, getting into how light shapes the the mood of a scene mm-hmm. or the uh, the story. Um, you know, just those like getting deeper into what. I used to know it's just videography. Now, it's more of an art form when I look at things and try to film and imagine how to, you know, record a scene. Um, yeah, so I used to be into drawing Ninja Turtles and stuff when oh, I was a kid. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. That's a good one. And I, I did Sailor Moon. I would draw Sailor Moon.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, if, if I were to draw the Ninja Turtles today, it would probably be at the same level as, as I did when I was in elementary school, which is pretty good. So I think when I was a kid, no, seriously, when oh, I was really? a kid, yeah. I think I had an above average, like creative, artistic, uh I guess, way of drawing that people would say, Oh, you're pretty artistic. But you, then it just think they like you
0: just said that because you're a kid drawing ninja Turtles? No, I'm
1: talking about my peers.
0: Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, peers they're ruthless. Yeah.
1: And so I just uh I, I, I just think I never gone beyond that point. So I'm still at that. Like above average elementary school level <laughs> artists.
0: Well, as a man in his 30s, that's saying something.
1: <laughs> well, that's why I don't do art anymore in that way. Oh. But I appreciate it. I haven't gotten into it as much as I would like to. You but should
0: continue. I've never seen you draw a Ninja Turtle. I want to see a Donatello or, or Raphael one Oh, really?
1: Day. I mean, luckily, they all look pretty similar. So I'll <laughs> just switch to color like that. Yeah, bandana. as long
0: as you don't have colored pencils... Mm -hmm. no one could be the wiser which turtle it is
1: that's true unless you can unless you know the weapons that they use that's the way to tell oh
0: right yeah i always donatello was the blue one right no oh who was the blue one leo oh leonardo leonardo and michelangelo was orange Mm -hmm. and raphael was red Mm -hmm. and um who was blue then (laughs)
1: leo
0: oh right sorry
1: purple who was was donatello
0: oh oh donatello was purple who was green
1: uh, there was no green ninja <laughs> turtle. <laughs> <laughs> Moving Pulls on, on. you, they're
0: all green. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, well, we won't go through my um, Sailor Moon artistic endeavors. They were pretty bad. But uh, it's nice to know at least one of us is an artist here at the table. But some people would say, art is a hobby. Some people would say, art is an expression. But... Someone once said, Art is an instrument of war. Did you like that segue?
1: I did. I didn't know where you're going. That, with that. was, yeah, I that could see sick. your
0: confusion. That was pretty good, right? Yeah. Well, uh, if you know who said that, well, then you're already ahead of the game. But we are talking about a particular individual named Pablo Picasso.
1: My boy, Pablo.
0: You probably never expected to hear about Pablo Picasso on the Happy Project podcast. But uh, this is a a happy coincidence, actually. We discovered a painting that was done by Pablo Picasso. I mean, we didn't discover it ourselves. It's been around for a while. People have seen it. We learned about it uh, very recently, and it's called uh, The Massacre in Korea, 1951 by Pablo Picasso. And that is what we are going to talk about today because as we looked at it as all art, in my opinion, good art is you look at the surface, you are struck by something. Your eye is drawn to something. You appreciate something. And then you discover there are more and more and more layers behind it because art is also um, a, a medium to convey some meaning or intent.
1: Yeah, that's a perfect way of putting it. And I think the deeper the meaning of whatever the artistic expression is, the more you can appreciate it. Yeah. And there's like a certain message that you can receive from it. Uh, whether you know, you don't have to agree with the artist, but I always mm. appreciate the thought behind it, as we'll find out today. Because mm-hmm. it's pretty, pretty significant. I yes. think uh, just a lot of the, the things that are in this particular piece.
0: Yeah. Uh, the more I learned about it, the more I was fascinated. So we're going to talk about massacre in Korea, or I believe the original name, Massacre en Corée. <laughs>
1: <laughs> in French.
0: I was so bad. <laughs> Just hearing it myself, know. I was like, oh, gosh. Anyway, um, sorry. Massacre in Korea by Pablo Picasso. So this was a uh, 1951 expressionistic painting by Pablo Picasso. If you've seen Picasso's work, it's very... It is expressionist. Sometimes it's borderline surreal. Uh, and um, especially his most famous one, Guernica, we know is really kind of... Um, a slap in the face, I guess it's really just your eyes can stop looking at it. You're constantly, it's like you're being hit by the things he's trying to express in this enormous painting, um, which is a criticism of war. And this painting as well is a criticism of war, but in a different aspect, it was a criticism of the American intervention in the Korean War.
1: Right. And our boy Pablo, uh, if you weren't aware, he's actually, uh, his ideology is different from the U.S.'s. Oh, totally. Yeah. So he was a communist uh, painter. I wouldn't say a communist painter because he didn't paint (laughs) like communist things. How do you paint communist things? But uh, that is what he believed. That was sort of his foundation and his framework Mm -hmm. uh, that he expressed his art from.
0: Yeah. Which is very fascinating to think. Um, and so again, I'd like to point out 1951, this was his criticism of the American intervention of the Korean War. So the Korean War had just pretty much started. Mm -hmm. Um, and it does depict a specific incident, but first let's talk about what this painting looked like. It's very helpful if while you're listening to this episode, uh, if you have your phone out or your computer, some way that you can search this painting so you can kind of see what we're trying to describe because it's, I wouldn't say it's particularly straightforward, this painting. Well, I mean, it is very straightforward, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's not there's not a lot of visual um, like color elements mm. to it, but there are like, I think every piece is significant. So it's simple in that way, um, but I think there's <laughs> meaning behind everything.
0: I feel like you and I need to have mustaches that we're twirling <laughs> as we smoke our cigarettes, talking right. about art and pontificating the expression <laughs> and meaning of it all. Uh, okay, so the painting. It was oil on plywood, and I, I imagine it was pretty big. I can't really visualize the size just looking at this picture here, but Guernica, for example, is, is a pretty big painting. Um, Massacre in Korea. It has a, and I, I looked this up, bifurcated composition, as in it is split in two you've got very distinct sides on the left this is happening on the right this is happening it's very clear it's not mixed up or intermingling in any way and uh, on the right side you have these these gray kind of robotic faceless soldier guys they're they look almost like knights you know like the old medieval knights
1: yeah it's kind of like they look like knights Mixed in with stormtroopers, mixed yeah. in with the Tin Man from Alice in Wonderland. Not. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> i
0: sorry. I cut my nice in half. The Wizard of Oz. I knew how my wrong bad. That
1: My bad. The yeah. Wizard of Oz. Ooh. <laughs> it just rolled off the tongue. I don't it know. It was, said that, yeah. But yeah. Very natural. Yeah. So it was like the Tin Man, the stormtrooper. Uh, a little bit of Terminator vibes, you know? Wow,
0: you did, yeah, what a great description. I mean,
1: I'm just, it's just what what's coming to mind as I'm looking at it now. You should I, be an art critic. I, I should. You know, I haven't like, I mean, I looked at this obviously in preparation for the episode, but I didn't really study the painting. Mm. I wanted it to sort of be live, if you to will. To
0: roll off the tongue. I just know <laughs> art so well. Yeah, that's right. And I like the stormtrooper idea as well, because I feel like the stormtroopers represent that faceless robotic kind of almost like a, they're almost goonish in their behaviors, mindlessly following the Overlord and in mm-hmm. their terrible destruction. Right. That's how. That's kind of the feeling you get when you look at these guys here.
1: Right. It also looks like um, if we're focusing on the the right side of the painting, which is the uh, the U.S. soldiers. Um, it's there's, n- I mean, there's no exact uniformity here, right? Mm. I mean, there's like the 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 prominent soldier if you will is sort of uh in a different position than mm-hmm. some of the other ones and mm-hmm. they're all like standing differently uh and and then the soldier on the right side of the painting is actually turned in a very weird way it's mm. almost like he's turning the opposite direction but his head is facing Mm-mm-mm. where everyone else is looking so it's very uh, you know i i have to wonder what picasso was trying to convey with that particular soldier sure that's interesting
0: well i i like that because uh I feel like Picasso, as we as we can see, if you look at the whole painting overall, he is, of course, making um, some kind of what's the word? It's not complaint. What is the word? Lampooning or satire? Not yeah, satire. it's because uh, it's not amusing. Sure,
1: sure. Um, yeah, it's it's sort of like I can't find the word either, but sort of like somewhat you know of I'm a mockery saying? in yeah. a sense of the U.S. side,
0: right? Because they don't, they're not standing in uniform. They're not very organized. They don't all seem to have their act together. And I think this is in a way he's pointing out, yeah, you guys, whatever you're doing here, this is just, it's brainless. It's kind of like, like a comedy. You are not taking your job seriously in a way Mm -hmm. I found, um, from the BBC culture wrote a great article on this piece and the way they described these, American soldiers which by the way if you don't if you just look at the painting you'd never know they were American soldiers there's no American flag or any kind of symbol to indicate where they're from
1: Very true. But and, and also you wouldn't even know that these are Korean women that are on the left side of the painting right, either. Right, you would not be able, it's able hard to, to know tell.
0: that. But this person the writer described them as dreary drones whose smooth cyborg skin snapped off genitalia and weird weaponry are the stuff of nightmares. And I think that's a pretty fair um, description. Yeah.
1: Definitely. Um, so, I mean, we should maybe we
0: should talk about the women's side, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that first. So, I on think. the left side, right. So, the left side of the painting, you have um, three women, and then you also have. Let me see. I think one, that's two, three,
0: four women, or yeah. is that a young? It, that's like a young it, girl. Yeah.
1: So, I, I I would imagine that's probably like a teenage mm, girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all naked. Mm-hmm. They don't have any clothes, and so you have three women that. Um, Two
0: look pregnant.
1: Yeah, two look pregnant. uh, And then two looks very distressed, sad, Mm -hmm. I would imagine. Uh, And then um, the other two are sort of Mm -hmm. straight-faced, especially the teenager. And there are three little kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a... Actually four. Sorry. Yeah,
0: she's holding, including one a, baby. a baby. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So as you know, as you could see, I'm having a harder time explaining it because it's just sort of all meshed together. Yeah. Yeah. But as you look at it, you're 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 kind of discovering. Mm. Oh, okay, that's a kid right there crying in the belly of the, the pregnant mother. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, so I think different expressions on their faces, uh, and and the fact that they're naked obviously mm-hmm. means something. Mm-hmm.
0: It expresses their vulnerability. Hmm. You see on one side, the robotic soldiers are blank. They don't have emotion on their face. In fact, you can't hardly even see their faces. They're just all weaponry and metal Mm -hmm. and lifeless. And then on the other side, you have these women and you see the expressions on their face. There's apparent grief. The children are frightened. They're vulnerable. They're clinging together. So this is what it means in the two distinct parts because both sides convey very separate obvious emotions
1: right yeah and you know uh i i can't take this one as as if i thought of it but uh one of the articles that i was reading about the painting Mm. is uh one of the symbolisms could be in terms of the pregnant women is the annihilation of like future generations
0: yes i saw that too that was so interesting even like the Uh, they say that the soldiers are viewed as destroyers of life. Mm -hmm. They substituted guns for their genitalia. They castrated themselves and deprived the world of the next generation of human life. Right. Which, when we take into context of Pablo Picasso's mindset, this is how he viewed war. And this was his depiction of a scene from war that happens, and particularly in Korea.
1: Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, so yeah, that's sort of the overview, uh, mm-hmm. just high level of the painting. I'm sure we can get deeper and deeper and discover more as we I look at like it more. I feel like suddenly
0: I understand why people stand in front of paintings at museums yeah. with arms crossed. Well, this means <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, you're so smart. Right. I feel that way right now, even though I don't know anything about art.
1: Yeah, it's it's quite uh, amazing, right? Yeah. So uh, we. If if you do a little research on this actual painting, you would you would come to find that uh, Picasso seemed to have been influenced and inspired by a previous painting mm-hmm. uh, from over a century before, mm-hmm. and this was the uh, painting by Francisco de Goya, mm-hmm. um, painting the third of May, eighteen o eight, yeah, um, and uh, this came out in eighteen fourteen, mm. so about a century and a half or so prior, and. This is also let me let me not mess up this word, a bifurcated composition in a sense of there's two distinct sides. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you would describe it as a bifurcated composition, but that's what it looks like It's
0: to not me. as apparent.
1: Right, not as apparent, yeah. um, but you do see two distinct sides. On the right side, you see the soldiers that are lined up in mm-hmm. in uniform, mm-hmm. and then on the left side, you see these, And they're faceless. You can't see their faceless. They're faceless, and yeah. then you see the civilians on the left, uh, mm-hmm. two or three that are already massacred, mm-hmm. uh, one with their hands up in surrender and in fear. So this is sort of the, the echoing and more of the expressionistic yeah. uh, Picasso's uh, painting that is of uh de Goya's painting
0: yeah absolutely take take a look at both of those and mm-hmm. you'll, you'll completely understand what we're saying um so what does this image what is it depicting is this is simply a figment of Picasso's imagination what was this painting of
1: right well this painting was of the 1950 uh Xinchun massacre mm-hmm. that occurred and Shincheon is actually not the Shincheon area or neighborhood of Seoul, uh, as I <laughs> previously said Well, there's
0: thought. Shincheon. There's mm-hmm. Shincheon. And oh, then okay. there's another Shincheon, which is located now
1: in North Korea. Sure. Right. So there was a highly contested, even to this day, mm. uh, in terms of what really happened, but a large massacre that happened over a period of months where a total of 35,000 Koreans were uh, were killed yeah. at the hands of North Koreans, South Koreans, and American forces. Shrug, question mark? Question mark? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and so, um, so this is a, a painting uh, depicting that scenario. Mm-hmm.
0: So, right, this was a series of mass killings, and it's allegedly carried out by the U.S. forces from October to December 1950. Um, and there's again, there's very many conflicting accounts. From multiple sites, what happened? What were the actual events? What's the actual death toll? Who was responsible? Was this at the hands of U.S. soldiers? Was this South Korean soldiers, or was this North Korean guerrilla troops? Because of course, at this time, North and South Korea it wasn't split up yet. It was still one country. Right. Yeah. So it's it's very mixed up, and many accounts are conflicted. If you look today, though, depending on who you ask. We can say for sure North Korea is very clear on where their stand is.
1: Sure, sure. And actually, just, just for clarification, it, it, it actually was split oh, um, okay. you know, at the, uh, the parallel, the 49th By parallel. America. But um, I think officially, like after the wars, when there was defining, okay, there's a North Korea and a South Korea. Thank you for yeah. that. Oh, no problem.
0: Yeah. North Korea now, they, their records state that it was the American soldiers that committed these massacres, including women and children, and that they were the ones who were going on a rampage and just killing everyone. Not, you know, it's, it's not entirely clear. There was a South Korean historian named Han Song Hoon who says, um, you can't understand this completely as just this side or that side. As it is with all things, especially in the case of large-scale war and tragedy, it's very difficult to split it into half this or that, Mm -hmm. and uh, he has a quote that I thought explained this really well, and he says, it must be understood three-dimensionally as the explosive result of the contradictions emanating from the colonial period, the Japanese colonial period, after liberation, combined with a division and establishment of two separate states in the North and South, and eventual war, which exacerbated the internal problems of class hierarchy and religion. So we have what's going on already internally, then we have the North and South Korea; these tensions, and then we have a third party—the U.S. soldiers—coming in, and it just sort of exploded. Right. Right.
1: Yeah. So, uh, you know, at at the end of the day, we don't know. Mm. I mean, even there were uh, lawyers and uh, scholars who were f- representing many different nations that looked into, mm-hmm. in, basically, investigated the claims of this massacre, and. I think many of them kind of concluded that it seems like evidence will point towards, yes, the U.S. might be primarily responsible. Mm-hmm. But there are even scholars, even in South Korea, yeah. that would disagree with that. Sure. And so is this really mainly propaganda from the North?
0: Yeah, that's actually the question about propaganda is a, is a good point because we could this could have been left up to history to debate over this. North, South, U.S. just could have debated over this. Who was it? Who knows? Are we all to blame? Perhaps. But uh, North Korea went on to construct their Shinchun Museum of American War Atrocities to basically ramp up anti-U.S. sentiment. It's a museum, anti-U.S. sentiment museum. So already we see a North Korea saying it was definitely the U.S. But then that leads us to question, well, then, is this just propaganda? Was it really the U.S.? It's very confusing. Um, and. Still to this point, we don't know. Right. Yeah. But um, this picture, this painting, is trying to convey the horror of what that might have appeared. Yes. And um, this is, I think, why this painting was not well-received, because it is a very simplified version of actually how mixed up and crazy things were. Uh, critics dismissed this painting as too easy, too readable, too simplistic, just good versus evil. Um, and so it was, it was rather dismissed at the time when it was first revealed, I think, in France. But uh, now, in retrospect, we reassess it, we look at it again, and I think it carries different meanings.
1: Right, totally. Uh, and I wanna bring one quick question to what I said. Uh, mm. It is the thirtieth parallel. Not the look at us, just correcting ourselves over yeah, and over again. Yeah, no, no, then. no, because after I said that, I was like, wait, that's that's not it, but I yeah. uh, just wanted to throw that out there. Thank you, sir. No you problem. are our,
0: our up to date historian. Um, yeah, so this painting at the time, it wasn't you know beloved, and I think it was hugely overshadowed by Pablo Picasso's work of Guernica, which was you know monumental. And uh, but this painting has its own story and power in its own right. Pablo Picasso, just a little bit briefly on him, he's very, very interesting. He never enlisted in the army, but he painted his anti-war sentiments. He was alive from 1881 to 1973. So during this span of time, he saw a lot of war happen. And I think he was in France during World War I and World War II, where right. then he joined the French Communist Party. So he's, he uh, was, uh, let's say, affiliated with the Communist Party, which then made him an enemy of the U.S. at right. that time, especially during the Cold War.
1: Right. And that's understandable, I think, because of his environment and and where he was.
0: Right. Now, what I found interesting is how in Korea, Korea was anti-communist too, especially uh, a little bit before the war, during Mm -hmm. the war, after the war, anti-communist. And yet Pablo Picasso uh, was rather popular in Korea and Japan. Um, But... Then this painting came out and then there was some outcry against it right. and some critics were writing about it and be like, who you are of a different, and you could see the split in ideologies mm-hmm. happening here. Yeah, Most fascinating. So, um, Picasso, his work, his, um, who he was, his story is, is so interesting. And I never, ever, ever once thought it would leak into Korea at all until I saw this painting.
1: Yeah. That was pretty surprising when you brought it up.
0: Yeah. I didn't yeah. think that would happen. Well, uh, we just wanted to make this short and sweet, and I hope that this was interesting for you. Do check out this painting, and um, you can pull your own uh, sentiments or ideas or opinions from this piece yourself, because, I mean, that is also the power of art. Though the artist may have a certain intent when they paint it, you, the viewer, may receive something differently. And I imagine some people will look at this and be you know, quite shook, it or maybe feel personally wow this is an attack against my own people however you want to view this but in a way it is definitely a striking painting um that's all i have on the massacre in korea 1951 by pablo picasso do you have anything else you'd like to add
1: yeah i mean i just encourage everyone to if if you are living in korea Mm uh in may vital to (laughs) yeah from may 1st to august 29th uh there will be the exhibition of this painting uh, for the first time the ever, first time. which is really cool. Yeah. So after seventy years, yeah. uh, it's going to be displayed at the Hangaram mm-hmm. uh, Art Center Museum, which is inside the Seoul Art Center. Yeah, and there, not only this painting will be displayed, but 110 artworks mm-hmm. total uh, will be displayed in this exhibition called "Into the Myth."
0: What a great name!
1: So take care your kids, take, well, I don't know about the kids, but you know, this is Picasso <laughs> here. But you know, take uh-huh. your wife, your date, yeah. have a little fun.
0: Yeah, check it out. I, I'm i quite um, stunned at the timing because I had no idea that this painting was going to be exhibited in Korea when I first discovered this painting. It just I just really came across it on random chance, and then I more researched, oh my gosh, they're bringing it to Korea for the first time. First time. So that is really fascinating. We'll be sure to check it out May 1st to August 29th. And when we go, um, I'll post photos and videos so you guys can see it. Wow, with your own eyes. I can't believe this. So if you're in Korea, be sure to check out the exhibition Into the Myth starting May 1st. And that's it for Pablo Picasso, Massacre in Korea. Woohoo. Uh-huh. <laughs> Before we go. I just wanted to add one little thing. Um, I'm sure you heard it in our last episode, but we absolutely would love it and appreciate it if you guys leave us some reviews. Give us some, I guess you can't give hearts, huh, on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Give us a couple stars, guys, and um, leave reviews. We'd love to hear what you have to think about it, and it really helps to get. Um, more viewership or listenership to our podcast so we'd really really appreciate that and thank you in advance so if you guys have any questions things you'd like to add you are an art critic yourself and you've got extra comments you can always get in touch at the at gmail.com we are the happy project <laughs>